0: This is Pat Soundbite's Unplugged, Unplugged, the podcast where all the artists go to tell it as it is, careers, music, tours, and more. And here's your host, the man that refuses to eat squid, Pat Calamari. Welcome to Pat Soundbite's Unplugged podcast. Thanks for coming for the ride, Pat Calamari, here your host for another great episode. We are up to episode number 136. With returning guest rockers Mike Monster and Tony Covino of the band In Theory. And these swamp rockers continue to rock the world. They have released their latest single called The River. And we had a wonderful, fun, laughing chat the other day. You could catch it, it was all on Zoom. Catch it on all my socials Facebook, Instagram, and of course, YouTube. And it's a great follow-up to their show-stopping hit, which should have charted as a number one single called Heroes. So all good stuff. Love this band. Love what they do. No one has come close to what they do. And they really should be recognized for the music that they have been putting out. And on the Zoom, I not only played the, the video of The River which is a great video, as well as as well as the lyric video for Heroes. And then Mike's other partnership with the beautiful, wonderful Lanisha Latimer and that track, more of an R&B track called Dance Alone, and I played that video. So a trifecta, as you would, since uh, it was Kentucky Derby weekend, so why not? go check them out go check out go go tuners hit the subscribe button and in, uh, in theory and spend a dollar 29 and buy the tracks and provide me your feedback and let them know how much you love this new type of genre out there i've been calling it swamp rock since the beginning so check it out enough of me as always live love and laugh a lot cuz life is just way too short. Enjoy.
1: Hi, this is Mike Mostert from the GoGo Tour family, and you're listening to Pat Soundbites Unplugged.
0: Hey, live on Pat Soundbites IGTV, keeping new music alive with these two characters. I don't know why I'm even laughing already. Keeping new music alive on the radio and on the video. I got these two handsome devils right too, right? Yeah, they're definitely two. They're right behind me. The guy with the gun. And then the guy, I don't know, he's got the guitar, he's got the gold, the tuner. Uh, my two brothers from two different mothers, I don't know, the incredible rock vocal powerhouse of Long Island, of the Island of Long, from the mouth of Big, <laughs> Tony Covino. Hey, Pat, how you doing? Uh, I, lost you. My, I lost my mind, Tony. What can I tell? Happy birthday, Tony. <laughs> Birthday Thank you. the other day. Thank you. And in this corner down below, he is the virtuoso of music, the CEO of the Go, 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 go tuner. I don't know if you can see it. Thank you. to Go, Go tuner. He is a guitarist. He's a producer, he's a songwriter, Tony's a songwriter too, he's a fashion enthusiast, check it out, what do you think, and he's not not wearing his hat tonight, my man, my brother, from Muscle, in Muscle Shows, from the island of Long, in Muscle Shows, my brother, Mr. Mike Monster, gentlemen,
1: how you doing? How you doing, Brother Pat?
0: What an intro, right? I, and thanks for your time. I hope to see you soon. And we'll see you <laughs> yeah. It
1: was special oh. occasion, so there's there's no hat today just for Pat.
0: No hat! No
1: hat! Come no, on, Mike.
0: No I well, we are, it up just for Pat. We, we are uh, celebrating your latest single, The River. It came out about April, early April, right? Like the 7th, the 8th?
1: Yeah, about two weeks ago.
0: And it's got over twenty-six thousand plus views. And what a great job on that video, man. That that guy did a super cool job on the video.
1: Yeah, we were really happy with it. I, I think it was uh I think I'm getting reputation that's driving people crazy, you know. With you know, first it started with Tony and everyone in the studio. This this poor guy, um did, um, well, first I had to do the storyline, and then we had to do an outline of the whole, uh, like storyboard it. and then we did seven edits, and per each edit, there was something like four or five changes. So there was about thirty-five edits, and um, but the guy had such a great attitude, and you know, fantastic, very professional, and you know, we're, you know, we're, we're thrilled how it came out.
0: And, and certainly he's probably floating in the river after he got done with you saying, <laughs> you're only charging me like uh, $10 and 50 cents, right?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I got my shirt on. Who are your heroes, right? Huh? I got the back dropping behind me, the river. I like it. And and heroes, we can't forget here. And today is a special day for my brothers in, in theory. Chris, we're not only going to play the river after my chat, we're going to play heroes and we're going to play a little dance alone. I can't have any of these people making me look bad. I gotta play the three, the triple, the trifector here on Pat Soundbites I G T V of In Theory. So there, take that, all you people trying to pull one over me. I got the shirt, right, Tony? I need you- a shirt. Who are you? you? don't have a shirt, right? Who are your musical heroes, Tony? You are, Pat. You're my I, I don't play any. Well, let's not even get into that. I,
1: well, I, 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 I mean, you set Pat up for that one. You should have went with it. You know, you know what the right answer is on that one, Pat. I, I <laughs> don't, what do you play. You're the
2: man, <laughs> you're
0: the man, Pat. Yeah. I, okay. You take it the high road. Well, I love the song. Lay me down in the river and wash me. No, lay me down and wash me <laughs> in the river,
1: depending Man. on who's doing all of that.
0: I mean, you guys killed it. Uh, you both wrote it, right, Mike? I mean,
1: uh, absolutely. Right. And,
0: um, Where was, what was the thought about it? I mean, obviously you had the Tennessee river in your backyard, but what was the actual story? I mean, you're watching the video, you see this guy on a journey taking you all over the place and, uh, talk to me about the river, the idea behind it.
1: Yeah. Well, well, the, the concept, you know, came actually from that initial guitar riff that's, uh, a very bluesy type of guitar riff. You like know. A, an
0: acoustic, right? Was it started like an acoustic yeah. in the beginning?
1: It starts off acoustic, and that's still, you know, like I do with most of the recordings, uh, that's the scratch track. And I always leave it there because everybody's playing off the vibe of that raw track. And literally, literally, we just put a microphone in front of the guitar. I mean, and with no intention of keeping it, but I purposely left the drag to keep it a very bluesy thing. And I, I think, you know, what we're what we were trying to say with the song or, you know, take the journey on we're taking the journey on so many levels, um, you know, with this song. And it's about, you know, you know, a, you know, someone who's looking at their past, you know, and, and we're reflecting on their past and trying to find, you know, what's this thing that's, you know, not necessarily it's gonna be cliche and say wash away the pain. But they're trying to find something they're in search of something and the video and the lyrics, you know, leave it opened up for interpretation. So, you know, is it a higher being, you know, is, what is this person looking for? Is it, you know, is it something, um, you know, religious, is it something in the river? Is it, you know, what is it? And I think the lyrically, I mean, Tony did a fantastic job of, of, uh, of, of capturing that, that, you know, this, this journey. Like I said, we, we want to do something that was deeper. And then, of course, the, the video encapsulates that as well, you know, of this guy's journey. And he never gets there. And, and it's still the same thing. Like at the, at the end, he's in the river, but yet the very thing he's looking at, he's on top of a mountain, just now looking at a higher being and just walks off. So you never know. And he just keeps searching and searching. And I think you know a lot of people uh, in their life are are searching for, you know, so, you know, maybe maybe reflecting on their past and, and looking for, you know, not necessarily redemption, but but you know, a, um, you know whatever, maybe something better, something bigger, or a meaning in their life. And I think we were able to to capture that on on so many levels.
0: Man, the song just takes off Tony your vocals I mean I was listening last night just to go back and prepare for today she's gone and can't find my way from the uh, go-go tuner family record which is a well my first connection with you guys and that record alone I mean crossing multi genres and it's just a killer album complete and to hear where you're at today with heroes and now the river I mean when you start wailing well, the, the whoa whoa woes and getting really into it with some of the words. I'm like, "Whoof!" I mean, when I think about it, I played the river a couple of times last time. I actually played it before we hit the button uh, about an hour ago a couple of times. And um, your vocals, that that that's... I, I didn't mention the creators of Swamp Rock, and I don't care what anybody says, from Heroes and this is certainly uh, it, Mike's got that Muscle Shoals thing going, that blues rock. You guys are the first one. We, we talk about it all the time. I can't compare it to anybody out there. Um, and I, I think that's important for folks to really understand that that, that swampiness that comes into it. But when you listen to it between musically, Tony's vocals, and then that chorus, just give me a little bit. And You got Lanisha Latimer on there and that whole chorus. And then the woes and then Clayton Ivy on that organ. I guess it's a Hammond B3. Yeah, I B3. mean, he just goes nuts on this song. The more I listen to it, I'm like, listen to this guy jump in between him and Mike's guitar playing. Like, damn, I mean, you, you, you capture so much. In this one well, I ask one of you is I don't know, Mike probably will have the answer maybe a little bit better than Tony. On the second verse, when Tony I, th- I think it's Lenisha or Tony saying something before you get into just give me a little bit, there's like a mic change. Was there a different mic that any somebody used?
1: No, well, it was say Mike,
0: yeah, you I know what I'm it. saying? Right before the second verse begins, there's like a, a spoken there's like Lanisha says something and then it just takes off again and i had a note here i wonder if he changed like tried something different with a different mic or something
2: No, that yeah i think you're talking about the pre-chorus right before the the whoa 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 was coming yeah maybe or, or are you talking about before the
1: bridge comes? No. yeah what are you talking about pat
2: yeah, I think you're talking about right before, just give me a little bit part. There's a part before that part. Yes, right, right.
0: before that part, there's like a spoken something. I don't know. Maybe we'll play it. and Well, you guys can uh, fill me in. 26,000 plus uh views. Number one in Australia, Valley FM 89.5, number one. I mean, it's got to be number one in the States. I don't know what we're doing here, but uh, it kicks ass and takes names. And well, it starts with
1: WBXO, so we're, we're
0: getting there. Yeah, WBXO, number one here in WBXO in Poughkeepsie, New York. Uh, really, really. I mean, there's, there's nothing close to it, um, production-wise, musically, lyrically, and uh, between Tony and Lanisha's voices are so compatible. I mean, you, it just, it's, it, it seems like, you know, you never think that, but when you listen to enough of the song, um, I, I get that feeling. I don't know. What do you think, Tone?
2: Yeah, no, she, um, you know, behind behind my vocal just sort of like fills in, the, uh, fills in the space, you know what I mean? Like I have a certain tone and her tone fills right in with my time i mean in
0: that range it's not far off i mean whether she takes the lead or you take the lead it's like wow it's like it is uh
2: i mean, pretty cool she's an incredible singer so you know it's uh just happy to have her you know help us out on it
0: oh my goodness well we all know the great lanisha latimer boy dance alone which we'll play uh in a a few and uh the, the track you did with her the original track mike um Take me uh why don't I have I'm
1: this? Take it take in take it my heart.
0: Take it my heart, yeah. I mean, wow, I mean, incredible. And Lanisha is on Stevie Wonder's uh tour team as well as JLo that we need to mention. And we all believe that Lanisha can do it herself. I hope she I'm, I'm sure she'll listen to this and say, Lanisha, go put out your own album with Mike and keep going and
1: do your do your own thing. Tony as a yeah. as a
0: vocalist. God, Mike. Did I cut you off? I said no,
1: she's about to hit the road um for a week with Jennifer Lopez, I think next week.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Tony as a vocalist, um, do you do you practice every day? I don't think I've ever asked you that. Do you go through warm ups to keep where you're at with your vocals these days, which you're hitting in out of the park? Yeah. Through the uh the scales and
2: sing in the shower or sing in the car. Uh, these days I don't sing at all. I just do scales, you know, but I, I'm always singing, you know, in one shape or the other. Um, do, you know, do, doing my scales, you know, religiously, uh, it's like working out, you know, you're stretching and stuff. It's like a football player who stretches before he starts running sprints on the field, tackling. So I do my scales to keep myself limber. I, I take care of myself, I drink. I don't really, you know, I don't smoke or do any of that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think, it, you know, it, it takes upkeep, especially, you know, um, the more you do it, you know, uh, you, you definitely got to be in shape to do it. You can't just decide uh, we're going to go out on tour for two months and be like, oh, I haven't sing for six months. That ain't gonna work. So.
0: What's your favorite song to sing, whether it's in theory or even a, a band, a favorite tune that you just like love to, to rip out?
2: Uh, I don't. I don't really have a favorite. I mean, I. I, I listen. It's all. It's all going to be my songs. You know, I've. I've never been one to. I don't really like doing covers per se. And if we do do a cover, it'll, I make it my own. I get you. That's cool. Respect for the original. Um, but uh, I would say any songs that I wrote, I love singing. So because when I wrote them, I. That's that's what I developed, You know, that's my style. You know and they, every singer has their own style the way they take a breath the way they want to stop you know they go from a high to a low you know they, they have certain strategies to their methods and sometimes when you cover someone's songs it's like it, it pulls you away from what you naturally would want to do um but uh yeah so i i mean pretty much any song that we've written you know old and new stuff i love
0: it. mike on a production standpoint when you're thinking of the river do you let, like a Clayton Ivy, just do his thing where he jumps in and just bangs on that, uh, that Hammond in different parts of the song? Or, or were you thinking of all those little pieces before you even get into the studio? Uh,
1: it, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a process I do with pretty much with, with everybody. You know, um, I basically give them frameworks and then let them be them. You know, that, that's a very important thing because, um, you know, I don't want to put somebody in the box. So like with Clayton, um, which I think is very unusual for him for what I understand was, um, uh, you know, actually I sit like three or four feet away from him and I'm you know, like stop, do this, do that, and giving him a um, direction, not that he really needs it, but, um, but there's certain things I think the song needs. So instead of waiting in the control room, stopping the tape, I just stop him in real time, um, but no. But as far as you know, I I prefer him just to just to go and tee off and be aggressive and do his thing and um, you know like no if if uh, if I could say nothing it would be the best but I always when 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 I hear him doing things it's just like you know same thing with, both, with anybody I work with if I hear something all of a sudden I hear something else so when another part comes up I'm like that other thing that you did there, edit here. Or this thing, edit here, but also now add a layer underneath. Or this should be an octave below. Um, but the initial ideas of what he's playing over, he's just totally improvising. Just going for it. And on this song particularly, I mean, I, he was already aggressive to begin with, and I just said to him, just be more aggressive. <laughs> and, and, well, I, he, and It I, comes and I, across. Really, Oh yeah, and I always make the joke that, um, and I I do think it's like half true. I think when he was playing, um, I mean there were flames coming out of that friggin' you know Hammond v three speaker, and um, and I always say you know when he's playing, ev- everyone's hiding for cover because he's just, I mean he's literally on fire, and you know so I think again it's, it's how I look at it, you know it takes a certain level of, usually when you hear hammond very much of a support role you know and he's able to do both he's a support role but then he can take also the lead position but he also again he's very complimentary to song complimentary to uh, to the vocals but you know look i mean tony's a freaking powerhouse so when you know this is going to do or anybody else is going to do a, like a little lick it's got to be of substance you know we we, we, we have to match the power of Tony, you know, so, um, and, and he knows how to pick his spots. And um, yeah, so that answers that question. But I, we do that with everybody that's on it, you know, just you let them tee off and then I go and drive everybody crazy.
0: I mean, like any other song, there's a, there's gotta be a point where you go, we got it. Because if you massage it more and add more, like, you know, adding ingredients to a blender, it, it could be, take away from the song so
1: oh absolutely uh, i mean th- there are versions of that song i mean that he's that, you know I, he he ran through it you know uh, maybe 10 12 times and every time it was slightly different but every time i heard something like okay let's save this one let's save this one okay we'll take this part from track two and put it on here and you know and also we were piecing some stuff together as well but uh, his approach is a little different each time. But but he's, he's just he's just a, a beast of, of a player. And I mean, and the caliber of uh, his musicality, is, like even down in Muscle Shoals, um, you know, even amongst the legends, he's sort of really considered like the, the top guy here. And you know, I mean, he's legendary. Obviously, he's legendary for obviously all the records he's done and and all that. But even how he does his charts and how he comes in, he sort of, everybody sort of looks up like he's the guy amongst, even like, you know, if you want to compare him to like a Spooner and all those other guys, no, he's the guy, right? He's he's, he's pretty, like, I always make the joke with, uh, you know, with with Tony, uh, like how musical that guy is at the end. I was actually on the river and he's like, well, you know, this thing's got to, a G minor, 11, ninth 8th, eleven flat, eighth chord at the end, and you know, and everybody in the studio we're all looking at each other like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's the chord. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and nobody's correcting and We don't even know if it's a real chord, but like yeah, sounds great, Spooner. I mean Spooner, I mean uh, Clayton, but but he is that ridiculous, you know. And and um as you were doing the bios for you know, for like the river song and I've gotten to know him. I mean, I just learned a lot about him that I didn't realize actually he was um, a part of Motown for four or five years and he produced Temptations and Supremes and he had, um, you know, several gold records. So a lot, you know, I I thought he was actually just like, you know, one of like the killer side guys, but he actually um, you know, wrote for a lot of people like to produce for Motown and then a you know, great business guy He actually owned a studio called wishbone which they just reopened recently uh, with another famous artist but that was that was the Clayton studio
0: what what was his take when you played the complete the final product was he i mean happy it's you know just you got to play this song loud and you got to have headsets on, headphones on to really Get the whole vibe of it, and uh, I just can picture—I don't know the man, but I can just picture him jumping up and down and just having a big smile on his face. Dude, what kind of feedback did he? What kind of feedback did he provide when he heard the final product?
1: Well, was, well there, was, there was a few feedback. I mean, his very first feedback was, "Mike, thanks for letting me play real music," which was you know pretty mind blowing. And then the second thing is when uh, he took me to another room and. Also, now that the 16-year-old boy came out of him, and he was talking about when he saw Deep purple and all the bands from that era that used the him. And, and he was he was just so happy. I mean, you know, um, I mean, he was just beyond ecstatic to be so aggressive and to play rock. Because the thing in Muscle Shoals, it's known for a particular sound, and and, and it's obviously it's a legendary sound. But, you know, and also now we're having him on a hard rock slash metal track, you know, with uh, Cornell Meets Tyler down here. And, um, you know, so for him to do that, he never, like he tells me, he's another one like with all these other guys that we've been working with. He goes, we don't get to do this down here. So. um, You were able to knock that boundary.
0: You're able to knock that barrier down and let him do something that he's always loved to do and obviously he doesn't get a, much of a he, chance he doesn't to get do it.
1: he doesn't get to do it at all because you know and you know and, and the other thing that's um that's well known down here and and the, like in nashville as well they always call doing sessions with a smile so they, they do a session they move on you know they get to the next session next session and every time i did a session with them he was there for 90 minutes, two hours, three hours. It didn't. It didn't matter. Um, you know. It, it mean even just to do the track was three or four hours, and then he would just want to talk about the music afterwards. He just loved it, and um, you know. And, and I, you know. And, and the other thing that I have to say too. I mean, he was just. Um, he was just so blown away by Tony like that. That floored him. Like you know, whether it's Heroes or the River Song, I mean, he's singing with Tony, and he's you know, limp syncing, you know, doing karaoke Tony. But again, that's why I felt like you know, we hit it out of the park for us, you know, to, to move this guy who's done you know, um, so what, four hundred million records or so, and spent on several thousand records. And when he's hearing our music and hearing Tony sing, and he's like like same thing like who's that singer i mean he he loved tony so much that he actually did a, a video to tony just to let tony know like yeah you're you're, you're you know you're amazing you know and, you got and, it um, man
0: that is so cool man
1: wow so to have a legend so, do that <clears throat> yeah i mean he you know tony just i think again i think sometimes um you know, maybe on serious note on his side i think he doesn't realize actually how great he is and and, and I, I, you know, when I do a lot of these sessions and, you know, the, you know, I, I want I, I try to reinforce that message and um, because I, I want him to be like if he was in there with me, because when he's if he was in the room with me and he saw Clayton's reaction to his vocals, I think Tony would be blown away. You know, this was like, Clayton let's do a video for Tony. And um, but he still swears up and down that he used to work with Tony. In this um in, in, a, in a hard rock project um where it was like um one of the original like it was like the original incarnation of toto that didn't become toto but there's apparently like a singer from that already goes no i, I he still swears that he worked with tony that it was Tony. And, uh, <laughs> unless tony was uh yeah well if tony was maybe like seven years old at the time you know maybe but um yeah. But yeah, but he's but it's really funny, but he swears up and down that he's he's worked with Tony. And, uh, but yeah, but he's he's he was really blown away um, by Tony, for sure.
0: Tony, what do you think when he got that video from this guy? It's like, is this a real deal? Is this really happening? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm always like that.
2: I'm like, yeah, you know, they're probably just saying it's good because, you know, what are they going to say? You know, like, I, I always take that tack, but he sent me a video um and, you gotta post that, man. That'd be cool. Yeah, I don't know if he would want me to post it. That's why I never post. Oh well, yeah, it could be just a personal have, thing, but I have it, and um, yeah, I mean, I'm I was I was blown away. Like I don't know what to, you know, I didn't know what to, to write back to him, you know, because I, I don't know what to say. When, you know, people give you compliments, you know what I mean? But um, I'm I'm just happy that he wanted to play on this stuff, and he thinks it's cool, and it's it's really incredible.
0: No, I mean, I, look, it doesn't get any better than that when you get a guy like that, that says, hey, you're the real deal. And I remember when we talked with Heroes came out that Mike is just, no, no, you got to do better. You got to do better. You got to do better. And as I said, you, the difference of your voice from She's Gone to where you're at today is like, holy crap, man. Hard work pays to get you. I mean, you got to feel that as well, right? I mean, you know, you put in the work. I mean, heroes. I don't know how many takes Mike drove you crazy. Probably 200. No, do it again. Do it again. I, I, I it never again.
1: drive him crazy. No, so not you, Michael.
0: Hold on, Tony. Let me just take yeah. him out of the picture here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but,
0: you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep the Italian guy there. But you got to, you, self satisfaction, Tony. You got yeah. to be on top of the world with uh, both of the tracks our know, heroes and well even all of them to know where you're you know the you, where you're at today is incredible
2: I, I I appreciate that yeah I mean of course you know you feel a sense of accomplishment that you're getting better in your craft and and the songs are getting better which is you know most important um, you know because ultimately it's about the song but it, it's you know I Every every single wants to be complimented, whether they admit it or not. And, you know, and I really appreciate it coming from people who are way above me that I can never catch as far as what they accomplish. But I uh, I cherish that. Yeah.
0: I can't wait to see you perform this live. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if Clayton would be part of the band on a on a live show, which would be if you guys able to schedule some sort of a tour for a bunch of dates but uh to hear you do this live and get wonderful lanisha out man that would be uh that would be something to see yeah i mean that's got to be that that's the ultimate right right now you're in a somewhat of a challenge like any other band you put out something you really can't promote it we're dealing with a new track trying to get it out to corporate trying to you know Build off of heroes and keep the momentum going. And then you, every day you're. Pro- I know I'm a numbers guy, and I'm looking at my analytics. And you look at the river with uh, 26,000 views. So somebody likes it. At least Australian lo- loves
1: it, and I love it. And I know
0: other there you go. DJs that you 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 uh, are being interviewed. At
1: least we got we got two two out of the 26,000 right there.
0: Two out of 26. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm gonna I'm just, I'm gonna be nice. I don't
0: want to say anything. You know there. I don't know what these stations are. You know you know the whole politics of it, and it's just sad. I mean yeah. there are other bands out there that have great tracks just like this one, and um, you know whether somebody's paying or whatever. It just it's a whole sad state of affairs to be honest with you, because yeah. I know I can tell my wonderful bride mute Mike and Molly and listen to this and tell me what you really think would you buy the track what's missing and just just to create the whole s- swamp rock of it you know i'm like that's 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 a whole genre in itself i mean and you find yeah, that
1: i think we were able to create something very unique you know and it's a blend of of everybody you know what i call it calls, like you know tony is the second coming of like well I would say Cornell, but I'm, I'm getting a little bit more when saying if Cornell and, and Tyler had a, uh, a child, it would be Tony. And um, but you know, but if you add again, uh, you know, they're getting back to trying the cliche to, of the river, right? It's literally songs about the river, but yeah, there, there is magic in that river. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, that goes back you know 10,000 years. You know, and then. Uh, you know of course then you add to Clayton and Lanisha and on that particular song we have Andy from um Missing Persons you know and another ingredient that we never really mentioned is the bass player yeah no I I was gonna I was
0: was gonna ask you that to give credit to everybody that's involved and then I'm only we're only tapping the bigger names but yeah, yeah if you don't mind taking a minute of of going over everybody that was part of the uh the, the whole production. I think it's
1: important. Yeah, so on the on the River Song, it's uh, Andy Sinise, and he plays at missing Persons, plays a Frankie Valley, Sebastian Bach, and, like, his same th- He's He's probably in that same, I think he's done, like, same thing, 200 acts, but he's more known for the missing persons Frankie Valley. I mean, and that's tough shoes to fill, if you think about it. He's filling Terry Bozio's shoes in the missing person. Um, you know, Andy and definitely no joke. Yeah, he's He's, he's a beast as well, and, um, but the biggest surprise had to be the, the bass player, and his, his name is Colin Lott, and how he came about, again, was, you know, um, I, I call it, everyone called fate, happy accident. Uh, when the pandemic hit, um, the engineer did not want to go into his studio, but I, I was just itching to get in and record and, and write. He says, well, you can use, you know, my, my assistant engineer, you know, because there's a process how I go and write. So I started writing, um, you know, like, he was doing the drum loops for me and I was doing the guitar riffs. And then all I said to him, I said, you know what, this song needs some bass. And he goes, well, I play bass. I'm like, okay, this, you know, I, I didn't know if he, honestly, I don't know if he, I never heard him play one note. I had no, no freaking idea. And then he played and then, um. Yeah, and sure enough, he fits perfect. You know, and he's got a little bit of um, you know John Paul Jones, you know, meets you know the, the bass player from Temple Pilots. And again, his choice of notes are you know it's that it's really key if you really listen to the River Song and Heroes and, and some of these upcoming songs. Um, again, it's very complementary to the music. It's not he's not using obviously um, not he's, he's using certain Phrases again, that's even maybe a touch of Muscle Schultz. There's a certain bass style that they have the Muscle Schultz as well, um, where they're not just doing roots, but they're not doing like all this flashy bass stuff as well. They're, they're picking specific notes to complement what the vocals are doing and what the music is doing. And he has that. And but the funny thing in town, no one knows he's a bass player. And and the other thing that was really uh, you know a, really a great blessing in disguise is you know Tony and I are, are huge you know rival sons fans, and the kid happened to be um, the assistant engineer of the last record that won a Grammy for best rock record. So he was the assistant engineer when they recorded in Muscle Shoals and in RCA. So for that so for have that, having that guy who studied under Dave Cobb to just to be my in a way uh, our fill-in he's, he's our second guy you know and, and charles is, is our main chief engineer but uh, charles holliman and, um after to give him a shout out too so the chief engineer is charles holliman from east avalon studios and muscle shoals and um you know and he's, he's a little bit of a you know a genius guy as well you know he's, he's really quirky is exactly what you would think you know he's um, like he gear all over the place he has probably the best gear on the planet but it's all over the place and you know if you're a singer you're a guitar player I mean um, it doesn't matter what instrument you play you go to the corners of his room and all of a sudden what does this Pell do and what does that do or you know when, when we were running Tony's vocals through the preamps that Jimi Hendrix used on uh, you know in, in the late 60s that they used on Jimi Hendrix's guitars, basses, and drums. And there's a famous picture where Jimi Hendrix is sitting in front of eight of them. Well, he's got three of them. And then the other, you know, and then he's just got the coolest like vintage analog gear. So while we're still using Pro Tools, he's using, you know, some of the, you know, the the, the magical stuff from the 70s and stuff that you would, you know, that you would hear on, on all the legendary records. It's not, you know, and I was still too, it's not only having the gear, it's that he knows actually how to use it, you know, and the thing in, in him and I are very much in sync when we're in, we're, we're very, that's why we do those 18 hour days, like when him and I are like syncing up on a verse or on a, on a part, we're, we're not finishing until it's done. So it could be say like two in the morning and also like, yeah, this we got something here. We'll go until I don't care 10, 11, Then we'll go another eight hours, ten hours, just to get it right because we we don't want to lose that moment that gotcha. like, we're both hearing something. And so for him to be like so dedicated to the project as well, I mean, I, you know, I have to give him a big shout out. You know, and he's you know he's definitely a big part of um, you know the process.
0: So where do we go from here? Um, any thoughts? I mean, I know you got all kinds of. Uh, songs on the shelf that you haven't released any thought of an EP um, containing or just keep throwing a single out here and there until maybe you can get on the road and, and do a little uh, uh, live show promotion.
2: Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, I think right now we, we have two songs that haven't been released that are complete and we're in the process of working on more. I guess I'd like to, you know, maybe maybe at this point, maybe, you know, do a a six or eight song EP and then just like put that collection to bed. You know, this way, if we ever do have the opportunity to go out and play, we got something to sell. I I, I think like part of the, the, the way the music industry is today, where it's like the single only thing, I guess it's great. And we're trying to play that game. But at the same time, it's like a never ending album so you know a band could go through a year and a half of time and there's really nothing that encapsulates 2020 or 2021 so i think it's like it's always like you want those songs to have something and now okay now we're off to the next project i think that's kind of missing in today's world so we're kind of we're kind of trying to play both sides and uh you know, try to figure out what, what what works best. Should we just do an EP and, and now we're done and let's let's start again on a new record or is it let's just release singles and just keep the thing alive, you know, because it's all about, you know, people don't have a big attention span anymore, you know.
0: No, I hear you. And I like the idea personally of the singles or the EP um, to put out a nine, 12 track album, and not being able to perform it and really push it. The good part is, people are listening and they're home and they have the time to grab it and want. And, you know, uh, that's me, the new guy, the new music keep throwing it out. Um, but uh, I, I don't know if going, putting out an album is uh, the right way to go. But I'm not a musician. But um, I think you want, as you mentioned, you want to get somebody's attention, stay with it let it go for a month or two. I think a video is very important. You guys hit the ball out of the park with uh, both videos, dance alone and uh, certainly uh, with Mike and Lanisha and certainly the river. I mean, that young man did a, a hell of a job, which is great. Tony, if there was somebody you can collaborate with besides that wonderful guy in Muscle Shoals and that beautiful young lady out in California, who would you like to collaborate with on a song?
2: You mean as far as a producer, or no?
0: Just as a like a duet, just uh, another uh, track. Yes. Any any uh, rock,
2: R and B, singer that you would like to uh, do? Uh, uh, I mean, I, I I would you know uh, obviously, Tyler's a hero of mine. Uh, you know, J. Buchanan. I'd love to sing a track with him. Um, you know, Robert Plant. You know, all the people you could probably pick out. Yeah, Robert Plant. That would be cool. Big you know Glenn
1: Hughes fan. I, I love the way Glenn Hughes sings. I think you should get Tony to do a duet with Paul Rogers, Pat. Pat. <laughs> Pat. Roger. Yeah. I mean, well, I I've talked to Glenn Hughes and I talked
0: to Paul Rogers. Maybe Mark Slaughter too. Can I he's a go-go tuner? Uh Mark Slaughter, yeah, a is. go-go tuner customer. Uh yes, sir. I will see what I can do there, Mr. Cavino. We will see if we can pass that message along for Mr. Master. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tony.
2: I'll tell Paul Rogers I'll sweep the floor. Uh, so.
0: <laughs> he I'll- sang Happy Birthday for me. I'm like doesn't get any better than that i guess for that at least that day i guess tony Anyways. didn't
1: sing happy birthday for you yet. yeah i, don't I know. know well we'll don't work
0: know. well i got hopefully yeah. i'm around for another one coming up and i'll let you know yeah. tony
1: in august
0: we could uh, we could work on that he's got he's got to keep up with paul
1: rogers you know Live shows. Huh. doing the birthday songs for, for calamari
2: yeah
0: but for mr monster i don't know you got to be the hardest working guy in the business between uh, the director of uh, some of you, a, a company, vice president of the sales of a company, the CEO of uh, again our go-go tuner company, um, how, I don't even know how you transition from your corporate job into your music job, even though your corporate business is still in the music business. Um, I don't know how you how you're able to pull that off. Besides, obviously, great organization.
1: Yeah, no, I'm I'm quite organized. Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit too organized, but that's how I'm able to get things done. And um, you know, and I'm able to put things in compartments. So when it's time to you know to do the the theory record and write, nothing else exists except for that. And my phone is off. My business doesn't exist. That's what I'm focusing on. And when I'm doing the business thing as well, it's the same deal. I, I'm not focusing on the music. But when I'm doing something, it's 100%. But it's very, I'm very methodical with it. And and um, if you ever saw my, uh, if you ever saw that movie with Russell Crowe with all the paper and, um, uh, or you know, I'm, I'm pretty much that guy. I have, I'm I'm not exaggerating in, in any way i have three you know it was big calendars you get at um you know staples i literally have three calendars and five notebooks and they're all lined up at all times and, and i must work my work my way through the list and um you know and I'm, I'm able to get it get it done you know i know it. it's for me I you know people say well how do you do all this stuff And and for me it's that's that's my normal. It's been normal like that for quite a long time. Um, I I don't know what I would do if uh, if I didn't have all those things.
0: What What do you well? Before I ask you this question, how did you you how do you use your corporate skills in music, and in, mus, in musicianship skills in the corporate world? How do you how do you use both in different aspects? Well,
1: that's that's a good question. I think in um I think it's made me a great uh, organizer, uh, being you know running running the companies, um, you know, whatever, taking the lead role and taking the um, organization role, you know, organizing, um, you know, um, you know the, the music end of it, I mean, from getting all the players from booking the studios from, um, setting deadlines okay you know we're gonna we're gonna get this done by this time and no matter what we're gonna get this done um so i think i'm you know i think that this i'm naturally uh, I'm, you know i'm, I'm just uh, you know, but whatever I'm, I'm in the leader role or ceo role in a lot of aspects um so i think that's helped with the music because i have to you know again say like some of these songs, you have to, all right, you have the chorale a choir and then the bass player. And then you got the cellist, you know, which we never spoke about as well, you know, and you got the orchestra and then you got Tony's schedule. And, and I mean, you have so many things moving parts. And so I think, um, because of my business background, I'm able to organize all that and, um, and vice versa. And, um, some people pointed out, I think Tony pointed out that, um, something that i didn't notice about myself that um that when i'm doing music it's bringing um more creativity to my business and it must be stimulating another part of of my brain that um you know everybody says i'm I'm a different person It's, it's like uh it's not that i'm more excited or i don't know exactly what it is but it's bringing um, a higher level of, of creativity to, to my overall business so i think that's how they're affecting each other
0: do, do you enjoy what do you enjoy the most is the songwriting part the guitar playing part the producing part out of, out of those three which which do you get the most enjoyment or they're all equal for the most part in their own no they're,
1: <laughs> they're far from equal okay um You know, it's it's it all depends. You know, I I really love the um, the producer role. You know, I love you know um, you know if you add the Clayton and the drums and you just start adding things and you're hearing things and you 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 know you're experimenting. You know, and all of a sudden something clicks and, and you hear like wow that's cool. And then you you know when you start discovering things and you're putting all this time and as the song goes on. And, and then finally when you get the end result i mean for me that that's that's really exciting i mean when we heard the final results of obviously the river and heroes i mean i, I couldn't be the you know I'm, I'm one of the most happiest guys and like i know it yeah these songs are killer It's just great you know and and i did my job you know if that makes sense um on that level but i think the the only other thing that's fun for me is is um i think even when i've sort of like, you know, let's get to play and just be the artist as well. So um, when I'm playing the guitar, I'm not, I'm not thinking as the producer guy. I'm just thinking, you know, I'm just going to go and play. And just, whatever I'm feeling, you know, I'm just going to go and play. And that part of it is, is really enjoyable, you know. And, um, you know, because also prior to that, and, and I know Tony's the same, I would think the same in, in his approach. Tony and I are really—we do so much preparation before going into any kind of recording format or writing format. So when we're in, everything is just all emotion at that point when we're, when, when we're actually performing. So that—that that is, um, you know, a lot of the fun. And then of course the whole, but going into studio and then layering all that stuff—not so much fun. But. Um, <laughs> You know, when, we're, when I'm working on one measure and we're trying to get what's that one sound? What's this one thing? What's this one thing? And um, and you listen to the same eight notes for about you know six hours in a row. And that's so much fun. Well, you're but, a hell um, of a
0: you're a hell of a guitar player, and you're a hell of a, a, a musician and songwriter. But I kind of thought that you would say the producer part, and I think that comes across in Heroes of all the elements just like you just said that one measure you like trying things different uh and that comes oh, yeah. across on the go go tuner record too you know there's just so much diversity uh, you don't take the yeah. normal your mic doesn't take yeah. a such a mic doesn't take the normal path that we're used to hearing and i think that's what draws my I love for what I, you do
1: i appreciate Mostly that you not you just recognize you, Mike. that yeah, no, I appreciate that that you recognize that. I mean, I'm, I'm very, um, uh, you know, I was very proud to, um, of the result of, of, you know, being in the producer role. I mean, there's a lot of responsibility. And, um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, for for me, that that is, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, the, the reward of that is just, you know, really just gets me, you know. And again, and like I said, with, there's that p- aspect of it, but when I'm also in a producer role, you know, I look at it in a different way, you know, maybe a different way as, of other people. So, say, like, we get such an amazing track out of Tony or the, or the drummer or Clayton. Um, you know, now I feel like I have a responsibility to everybody that just kicked ass on the track. I better damn well do my job as a producer and make it great. Otherwise, I just wasted. You know, like one of the best singers' tracks, or or you know, keyboard's tracks. You know, and so um, so yeah, it's a balance, but yeah, but I I, I really uh, just just love that.
0: Yeah. Now you you bring it up, you bring it up two hundred percent, and it... and, and, I, and,
1: and, I think, here... and I was gonna say, and then my other you know uh, philosophy in it, and and with this with music is, you know, no is is, is not in our vocabulary. So we'll just experiment and experiment and experiment. You know, it's like, um, and it's the fun thing of working with with Charles and, um, like, you know, we we can knock a chair over and we hear a tone. We're like, yes, that. Let's bite that up. Do that Let's again. Do it again. <laughs> right. And um, I think sometimes you know it's, it's funny. Like, and, and I know Tony, you know, he's. I think he mentioned actually on your show where. Um, like I got told Tony, like, yeah, we got to do this. We'll try this. We'll try this. We'll try this, and I, <laughs> I think sometimes he thinks I'm out of my mind. You know, he's just like, now, but but I think now, again, I mean, he, there is such a trust level that I don't take from granted from, you know, from Tony as as well, you know, and because we're partners in this, but now he's just like, all right, Mike's out of his mind. Go, you do your thing, and because I'm trying to explain to. Totally like, all right, I want to do this. It's gonna sound like electronic drums, but it's not. But then I hear it quiet here. But then I need you to do this on the vocal thing. So I'm gonna end this keyboard here. And I I could almost see them like, um, all right. <laughs> really?
0: Again. I mean, heroes. Right. Uh, uh, heroes just there's so many different spots in heroes of of change and um addition and adding different ingredients. Like I said, you don't there's something about what you're thinking it doesn't take the normal path. And I think you told me that that you're like, I don't I don't I don't, don't want to do it that way. And uh right. you raised the bar. You said to me, I'm gonna raise the bar. Time to raise the bar. We did a really good job with she's gone and can't um right. you know my, and I'm gonna I'm gonna raise the bar. And that would you know be that, that's what makes a a, a a top producer is by getting the best out of that, really that was, everybody. That,
1: well that was yeah, and that was really important. And, um, and everybody knows me that the price say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. When, when I was saying, yeah, I'm going to raise the bar, I'm going to raise the bar. And um, you know, and I, I know I keep going back to Tony, but you know, when, when Tony and I started um, the new version of In Theory, um, and you know, I um, am not sure if Tony remembers the conversation, but you know, I think a, I think I have a I, I, my memory is impeccable. Like, I can remember conversations from 20 years ago, but, um, but with Tony, he said something to me when, I was, when we were doing uh, right towards the end of the Go-Go record. And it just, I don't know if it's the way he said it, um, whether it's the sincerity of, of how he said it or, you know, or just whatever, Tony and I just had such a chemistry. What Tony said to me is, look, before I die, I want to be known as one of the great singers so i take that to heart like as stepping into producer role like okay you want to be a great singer i'm going to do everything in my power to to bring that out of you of course i mean tony has to do all the hard work i like to sit there like yeah you know blah well, blah, well. but i mean he has to do all the hard work of course and um and you know and, and i drove him hard I'm, i know we make jokes about it but um, but again, Tony and I are both the same. We both wanted to achieve a certain level, and um, yeah. So you know, and then sure enough, li- listen to Tony on the on the tracks. I, I would put him up there with it, the, you know, easily with the, you know with the Glenn or or Cornell or Tyler or any of those guys easily. You know, he's he's that guy now. You know, no, no doubt
0: about that.
1: And, you know, and he's getting attention from, you know, not only like, uh, you know, DJs and fans, but uh, I mean, you know, the, the legends. For I mean, every, I mean, everybody's just, and, you know, again, because we speak so much, so I know this is a conversation or interview that's maybe new for people, but that's usually the first reaction is, oh, who the Fuck you, that, right. that guy, right? You know, no so doubt about again, it. for me, when I hear that, you know, it's, it brings a lot of pride to me um, because, you know, I felt that was part of Tony's journey to, to bring something out. As much as he was getting pissed off at me and as much as he wanted to choke me on Zoom, and I mean, I, I, there's been so many times where he'll send me a track, like, he's all super excited, and then I don't respond. And he already knows what that means. If I don't respond right away, You're not liking he's it. like, yeah, I'm not liking it. Um, but I was doing my best to be also constructive. So I'd listen to it. And I'm like, well, I like what you did on the breath on that one, but maybe try this or maybe sing a little bit more behind this and try that. And, yeah, I mean, to, to his credit, I mean, as, as much, um, you know, I was, try, you know, again, trying to say no, you know, no is not in a vocabulary. He could easily said, look, this is my style. This is what I do. This is it. This is what I do. But he was like, all right, let me give that a shot. And I would say, well, try it again. Like, no, nope, try it again. And then you would try it again. And I was like, dude, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> and, um, you Hold know, on, but- Tony.
0: I'll, I'll get even right now, Tony. Hold on a minute. I know you want to choke him to death at size, nice. but we'll just get him out of the view for five seconds here. But, uh- but,
1: but, but, but I do think that, you know, but Tony... At the end of the day, Tony appreciates the end result as well because nice. you know what, I care. I mean, I care obviously about the overall sound I of the band, care. but uh, but when he said to me, "I want, I want to be great before I die," and you know what, he achieved it.
0: You're there, you Tony. You and don't have to it. worry about that, brother. I I can I'm not listen.
2: Soon to- either, so okay.
0: <laughs> I'm not going nowhere. Oh. Hey, just for our listeners, if they haven't heard us talk about it before, you guys were in a band,
2: Big Mouth. What was that, Tony? Back in the eight early eighties? No, no, it was nineties. Uh, 90s. Nineties. 90s? Yeah, I I always say about the band, like you 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 can uh, you can find the record on. Uh, you know, we we were signed to EMI, and uh, and it was the the sub label was Brunette in in Europe in Japan and we got signed to them. And every time I listen to the record, it just, it it sounds like we, I mean, the music is sort of dated because it was that time, but the production and everything on it and and the songs, you know, I thought were great. And, and, you know, and I say it a hundred times, if that record was put out three years sooner, it would have been a totally different story. I I firmly believe that we would just one step, late. It was right when we were finally grasping traction. Actually, we, we were going to be an opening act for ACDC in Europe. Wow. We about all that. Because in Japan, we were, we were getting traction. They were using one of our songs in one of the movies that apparently was popular. And at that time, we were talking about doing something possibly with ACDC opening up for them. And then the whole grunge thing hit. And, and and i just i just subtract like 3 4 years sooner it would have been a totally different not not that i'm complaining where we are now i'm just saying that that's how much you know like everything that me and mike do i just totally believe in it's not like it's some cheesy 80s record it's not you know everything we do has substance
0: well i always say look things happen for a reason and maybe and Australia, we love you, whether they open for you or not. You're
2: still number one, Tony, <laughs> yeah, in Australia. The United States to get you know, number one. I don't know, you know, But Tony, my question. But but is, you know,
1: but, but, uh, but I have to say though, we we're number one in Australia, but we didn't make number one on WBXO Yes,
0: you have. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't <laughs> have to. I wouldn't have the shirt or the go-go tuner. Are you kidding me? But my question, Tony, on a Tony on a serious note what I was getting to with the big mouth and your band back then with Mike and you were signed. What would you tell the Tony today of the Tony back then of what you've accomplished? I uh, mean, for all the years of where you are today, what advice would you give Tony Cavino a big mouth? Um, today.
2: I would say like if I was going back and talking to that person. Yes, sir. Um, just have more confidence in yourself. Yeah. I mean, I have you know, I have, I have that issue. Like I, I always don't think I'm good and it's a sickness, but it, in, in a roundabout way, it, it keeps me sharp. So I guess I use it to my advantage, but I always think I suck. And I always think when someone says, Oh, you're good. It's just because they're being polite. That's just the way I am. And, uh, yeah, it's just... All right, well, Tony, you 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 suck in a good way, Tony. You suck in a good way. <laughs> and we love
0: you, brother. Yeah. No, that's a good answer. No, it's a good answer. I think that's uh, important that we look back yeah. at times oh. and see where we came. Look, yeah. moving yeah. forward, look where you come from. I mean, look where you're at today. You, Even though with Mike busts your nuts for all those tracks and at least heroes, the end result is that song... Should be in a video, should be no, not in a video, in a movie. Could be number one anywhere. And I think there is still uh, certainly hope for that to happen.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, keeping yeah. the momentum going. Yeah, well, I'm not done. I mean, we're not done by any stretch. I'm just...
1: Yeah, in fact, we're, we're, we're really excited. You know, the other day, we, you know, we, we added one more song, actually. So we start tracking that on Tuesday, by the way. So I'm pretty excited about that. There you there go, the business,
0: the, the, the business guy. He's already got the date, the time. Tony, don't be late. <laughs> Eight forty, <840 laughs> my time. Nine forty, your time. Man. The business mic, the touch of Mike that we just love.
2: That's Mike, and you know my thing is, eh, that sounds cool, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I talk to him at 10 o'clock at night and then I'm up at 5 in the morning and he's still hitting like buttons on Facebook. I'm like, doesn't this guy ever sleep? Oh, uh, yeah, I just got off for the four-hour meeting with China or wherever. I'm like, um, unbelievable.
1: But, but this new song that we just came out fits the whole Swamp Rock thing. and um, Yeah, it's, it were, Tony and I, we were, were, were pretty excited about it. And um, again, it was sort of like... It was, <laughs> that's a whole other uh maybe off the air uh well we'll, we'll talk about that and, off
0: the air but you guys on how, the...
1: on how that song came about but um but yeah there, there's there's you know again you know i, I really feel like that song is, is magic and i can't wait to produce it so my, my producer had to ready on so i i already booked the studio he's already set i booked the, the orchestra there set and um Yeah. So it's, 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 it fits exactly what we're doing. Uh, And hopefully, you know, I I can, you know, take a couple of notches up more if if that's possible. Uh, But that's cool. I mean, but the bar is raised at a higher that we know, we know how to hit that bar. So now, you know, we'll, we'll try to push uh, beyond it.
0: Find them on Facebook in theory, original hit the like button. Their website in theory check it out, buy the track, support yes. these guys like I do. Yeah, Tony's like, yeah, Please. time
2: to Just do a spend, triple. Spend the
1: dollar twenty-nine on Amazon.com. Oh, that 29, man. Come on.
0: Time to do the trifector here on Pat Soundbites with my buds, Mike Boster, Tony Cavito, and the band in theory, the river heroes and a little dance along with Lanisha Latimer. Gentlemen, I love you guys. Thank Talk you, to you too, soon. Pat. All here on Pat bites IGTV. Keep rocking!
2: Yeah. <laughs>